Welcome to the Healing Inside podcast, episode two, with me, Sarah Hunt. And me, Jess Hunt. Today we thought we'd give you some insight into what disease is. So um, as an ex-nurse, I spent a lot of years looking at different diseases within a medical context, which has given me a lot of uh, background information to assist me now. But when I went on to my healing journey, I started to look at disease from a different angle. So, Jay, what does disease mean to you? Um, to me, with my sort of from my journey, so only really in the last sort of seven, seven or so, you know, actually a bit longer than that, but that's a number of years. Then for me, it, it's the manifestation of, a, of an underlying problem. So there is an underlying, in my mind, there's an underlying emotional, energetic problem, which because it's not been dealt with, manifests itself in some physical um, manifestation in the body. Yeah, to me, it's being at dis-ease with yourself. So um, I like when I'm teaching my students to actually put a hyphen between dis and ease, just to highlight the fact that it's about being at dis-ease with yourself. And um, I feel that we've got very clever bodies. I don't know about yours, but mine certainly is. And um, what it does, what the body does is actually tell us when we're at dis-ease with ourselves. But my understanding is that we've forgotten how to listen to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so it means that we look so outside of ourselves to address the issues rather than going inward and the body is actually you know it'll give you a little pain and it's saying hello you need to look at something something's making you feel uncomfortable and it's very easy to go and take a paracetamol and push that pain away and forget about it a little bit down the road the body goes hello wakey wakey there's something you need to look at here and your pain gets worse and you still ignore it until it gets to a point where your body's really screaming at you and I know I'm making light of this but actually our bodies talk to us and we've forgotten how to listen to them yeah yeah no I I agree um if I look back um sort of some of the things that have, I've been ill with over the years, you know, years when I was younger, um, then it was very much a case of, oh, well, you know, it's just a headache. It's just a pain. It's just a whatever it might be. And then just ignore it. Whereas now, certainly now, if anything going on, it's like, OK, what's actually happening? Where is it happening? And I'm, I'm much more aware without going into it right now, we're much more aware of what my body is actually doing, what the feelings and sensations are in terms of, okay, there's something going on here I need to address, need to look at. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to understand as well that often there's been a trauma of some sort Mm -hmm. um, 
and it, and it may not be immediately prior to developing symptoms of some kind of disease, but it, it could be several years before or even something that happened in childhood that's kind of festering away under the surface. Um, and because you haven't addressed it, it then manifests into a physical or mental health issue um, where your your soul and your body is really trying to wake you up to the fact that there's something going on that that needs to be addressed. Yeah, um, it, yeah, definitely. And with with mindset, um, I'm sorry, just come to mind is when I'm talking to clients, um, then quite often if we're looking at um, if we're looking at something that's holding the back, so for example, um, anxiety, they're struggling with anxiety over, it, it, might, you know, it might be from a, a presenting point of view, anxiety over doing a, a presentation online in front of a load of people. Um, typically, there is a, well, there is a um, underlying event that happened, a significant emotional event that happened at some point in their past which they've then associated with a fear of being in front of people. And it might be, oh, I don't know, it could be anything. It could, it could be that as a kid that they decided to do like a little performance, you know, just singing and dancing and messing around as kids do and in front of a group of adults or something and somebody dismissed it or just, oh, don't be silly, don't do that now. Or it could be anything like that. It's a very yeah. simplistic, simplistic example. But it's that underlying thing that stays there and when we don't address it and and you know to be fair most of us don't realize it's there and that that's what it is to be able to address it but if we don't address it that over life as we get older and, and life progresses it becomes bigger and a bigger and bigger and bigger problem because we're not actually addressing the root cause of it if anything and particularly with western medicine it's very much about dealing with the symptoms not focused on actually trying to get to the root of what the problem actually is absolutely and that and that's um what i found with healing is and and the more that i've worked with cosmic heart and the deeper i've been able to go into the energy um i've really come to understand the importance of getting to the root cause of the issue and it's important i think as well to um to understand that something that was a trauma for you might not be a trauma for somebody else and and you know the the way that you react to a, a situation that happened to you whenever it was in, on your journey would create points of reference for you that if I was in that same situation because my journey's been different to yours I might not have that same reaction and therefore I wouldn't have the same points of reference and so that trauma wouldn't affect me in the same way as it would affect you does that make sense Yes, it does. We filter stuff. Um, you know, there have been times when you and I've had discussions in the past where we've talked about events or things that happened during our childhood. And we both remember we both remember the situation being as a completely different event. It's almost like we're at two completely different events. Um, and so we filter stuff based on experiences, our beliefs, our values. And that um, that then kind of... Um, dictates or, or can dictate how we then view things moving forwards so yeah if if um so you can have two people like you said two people in, a, in, a, in the same situation two children brother sister growing up together 
and having two completely different experiences, but from the same experience. Yes, exactly. And and that um, will trigger different stuff in them, and and that will go back to the the whole journey that that they've actually had. So um, it may be that something from a past life has been uh, triggered in them that's then uh, creates a situation that affects their perspective um, of what's going on in their life and and their perspective of um, how they make their decisions and how they move forward. Um, or it could trigger something else from um, from even from being in the womb, you know, mm. being aware of stuff going on around them while they were growing in their mother's womb, um, triggering um, anxieties and, and, and energies and emotions around that experience as well. There's so many different things uh, that can affect us that, that I think we, we aren't aware of. And, and the emotions um, that we experience, um, people often um push them down and i would say probably men more than women i don't want to sound as if i'm being sexist here but um but women seem to find it easier to release some of their emotions at least whereas i i feel for for men and for boys it's you know don't be a wuss (laughs) boys don't cry all that sort of thing goes but it does go on doesn't it and that then affects um the way that things are, are stored within us yeah, I mean, it's very much traditional societal. Um, you know, you go back to sort of Edwardian times, it was very much a case of, no, you know, you, you, you don't show any emotion. You're a man, you're strong, stop, you know. And it's just so wrong because if you're not releasing the emotion and emotion, energy in motion is one definition of that. Absolutely. Um, but if you're not releasing that energy, if you're not allowing it to flow through you and then therefore you're holding it in, you're pushing it down, then you're holding that emotion inside you and it needs to go somewhere. It needs to do something. And if you're holding it, that's why things like stress and that can trigger physical reactions in the body because the, the energy of the emotion hasn't gone anywhere. It's just stuck inside you. Absolutely. And that's, um, that's why things like accidents happen as well. It's because there be some kind of fear that you've stuffed down inside of you. Um, And and for me, um, one that's a really good example is where I got attacked and bitten by a big dog last year. And um, (laughs) I'm a big dog lover. (laughs) I've had dogs for years. Um, But this happened to me and I, I I ended up with a really nasty leg wound. Um, and what I realized was that I'd got a deep fear of big dogs attacking me that had sat deep within me from probably eons ago, but it, as it had surfaced, what that had done, because I hadn't recognized that it was there, I hadn't understood that it was there. I actually attracted that into my life because it needed to be, um, lifted out and, and cleared. Um, and I think it's, you know, people don't realize why things happen to them and it's usually because it's old stuff that's sitting deep um in their energy that that's like a magnet drawing those experiences into them to bring it to their attention because it's something that really needs to be addressed or it's going to cause them other problems yeah actually just reminded me um we manifest I, i believe we manifest all the time 
And so you're saying about manifesting that. So that thing surfaced and therefore you manifested that situation. But if we are manifesting all the time, which I believe we are, then if we're focused on negative stuff, we're going to manifest negative stuff. If we focus on positive stuff, we're more likely to manifest positive stuff. I, w- I would want to take that a, a bit further. Excuse me, but no, no, there. please do. That's the joys of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, be- because um, I've had clients that have come to me and said, I don't understand what's happening. All these awful things keep happening to me. And yet I'm a positive person. And I pick myself up and I dust myself down and I carry on again. And then something else smacks me. And, and I certainly went through that a bit in the probably sort of in the, the earlier years so in my sort of 20s and 30s um and what I've come to understand is that if you've got something sitting deep within you that you don't realize that's there then you will however positive you are if that needs to go if that needs to be addressed then you will magnetize that negative what appears to be a negative experience into you um, because your soul is telling you and the universe is telling you that that needs to be addressed and it needs to be healed yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense that makes sense because it's it's not necessarily at the conscious level i mean i've had clients that have said oh well we'll do affirmations we'll do affirmations we'll be positive we'll be positive and it doesn't work in air quotes it doesn't work for them now you and i both know that affirmations affirmations being positive and focusing on creating a positive state of energy will definitely help and work for you. But if you've got something at a subconscious level, or if you've got something deep down, like you say, deep down where you, you're not actually aware that it's there even, then your subconscious mind is trying to keep you safe. So it might not be making you aware of it consciously, but it's still there and still needs to be dealt with. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, if this is why I feel some people struggle with changing things in their lives, it's because they don't realize that on some level, they're at dis-ease with themselves. And, um, and so they put the the changes in place, but they can't actually make them stay, if that makes sense. So the number of times I've seen people at New Year with their New Year's resolutions, and it lasts for three or four weeks, and then they go back to how they were before. And, um, and to me, as a healer, that's because the energy that needs shifting out of the way for them to, to make that change is, is stronger than their ability to change things. It's, it's kind of like that energy pulls them back to how they were before, because they, they haven't actually addressed the issues that are stopping for them from making that change. Yeah. Um, from a, from a, um, sort of conscious point of view, mind the mindset point of view as well, people don't have a strong enough why. So um, change is hard. I mean, change happens all the time. We can't avoid it. But if you're intentionally trying to change something, then that's hard. It's not, and, and we naturally go down the path of, if, you know, if we don't force ourselves, if you like, we will go down the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance is what we're used to, what we're staying within our comfort zone. So change is hard if you want to make you know, change something. So New Year's resolutions, you've got to be pretty determined and have the right why and the reason behind you're doing it. I've seen so many people where 
myself included over the years where they wanted to go out smoking and they do the whole new year's resolution thing or even if they do it in the middle of the year it doesn't have to be new year but and they'll get through a few weeks a few months maybe even a couple of years and then they fall back and end up smoking again when i stopped four years ago i haven't touched one since i'm, I'm not um there's been no desire no drive no no fallback because my why at that time the reason i was doing it was the right one for me at a soul or energetic level does that make but, sense but also it was because we did a bit of work on this together didn't we and it was getting to the root cause of why you were smoking in the first in place. the first place yeah and once once that had actually gone the smoking stopped yeah and it stopped pretty quickly really didn't it so um so yeah that and and you know to me something like smoking um is an indication that somebody is at dis-ease with themselves and and they're they're struggling to to actually deal with what's coming up to the surface they don't like the feeling of it they don't understand what it is so they they use the smoking to push it back down again yeah Let's push it back down out of the way um uh, and and maybe because you know the the fear with the, within them is that they're going to experience whatever that trauma or that um, feeling or that fear or, or the fixed false beliefs are that they've pushed down inside them again and they don't want to experience that because it was painful before. Um, but, but actually, if it sits there deep within them, it, it's gradually festering away, creating greater problems than actually just allowing it to be released and, and gone out of the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what's really interesting, I, I, um, as I mentioned, uh, um, I, I did nursing years ago and um, I've always had quite a, a medical sort of perspective on disease until recently and um things with cosmic heart have been evolving which makes a lot of sense to me because we're all evolving um and the way that i've been asked to look at energy healing is, has evolved again recently and um now i've been asked to look at disease as a set of symptoms um, that show us that we are at disease with ourselves and this suddenly made so much sense because every person's journey is different so you can have um two or three people that are all diagnosed with diabetes for example who all have similar symptoms but actually when it comes to the healing work that needs doing um, on whatever level that is they all have different things that actually need to be addressed and cleared for them to um, help them to reduce their symptoms and and to to move forward on their journeys so that's been quite a change for me having always been quite sort of medically focused with, with disease and and you know the way that um um that that everything is is labeled when you when you've got a set of symptoms and now i've i've needed to shift and my the the people that i teach cosmic heart are now um being shown to sh the, the need to look at things from the set oops perspective of um a group of symptoms so somebody so so you're not that disease and i think that's another um change of perspective so um 
I've had uh, issues with um, a trapped nerve recently and um, I'm experiencing symptoms of the dis-ease of having a trapped nerve. So I'm not that trapped nerve. I don't have a trapped nerve. I'm experiencing symptoms of it. And that changes the way that you look at it. It's kind of like there's not so much ownership of it if that makes sense and so you're you're not manifesting more of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if, if, if i made that clear does that that yeah sound? It make them that's clear to me um yeah good so <laughs> so um from so for, yeah i mean so echoing that but slightly different from from what i do with with clients um I could have three or four people all coming to me presenting with not good enough. I'm not good enough. Uh, now, and that could um, uh, present itself in many, many different ways. But even though that underlying not good enough is a thing that that individual believes about themselves because of the, the beliefs and values and, and everything that's happened to them, then it, the root cause of that or what we ultimately end up need to work with is not just it's not that that person is not good enough it's just a story that they're telling themselves it's a it's a a story that they've adopted or or um what i'm trying to say it's like being a character in a play they've put themselves in this character of someone who's not good enough and all we need to do is change the character but we need to do it in my mind at a mental and an energetic level so it's, it's not just so Yes, we can work on the energy side of it, which, which you do obviously do with what you do. Um, and I work with the energy side of it to a degree. But for me, in terms of. So like we were saying before, people don't necessarily realize that there's a problem. Then I help people realize that there's a problem. Yeah. So because if someone can actually comprehend there is a problem and it is actually something I can do something about then they become open to opportunity. They become open to possibility rather than closed off, closed down and myopic about the way that they can deal with it. So, oh, well, I've got a headache, so I'll take some paracetamol, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's um, something that's that's really important is for um, for people to become more open to looking at what's really going on and starting to listen to their to their body and starting to question why am I feeling like this why have I got that pain what's happened Um, but I think it's also important to understand as well that sometimes we get a pain somewhere but the problem somewhere else so it's not always um, obvious what's going on and it might be I've certainly found this within energy healing. Um, I was working with somebody the other day who's been complaining of right knee pain, but in actual fact, the problem from an energetic point of view anyway, was actually her right hip. And so that because the right hip needed some, some work on it, um, um, that it was almost like the pain was referred from the right hip if that makes sense. Um, and, and it was also affected by the left side as well. So, you know, it, the body, if it's out of balance, if it's uh, structurally out of balance, 
then it will have um, an effect on you in the physical, but also if it's energetically out of balance and if it's emotionally out of balance, then um, it tries really hard to show you that you're at disease with yourself. And one of the things that I've found quite fascinating really is because I've understood about disease being at disease with yourself for quite some time, but um, we realized recently it was a conversation I was having um, with one of my students and we, it, it popped into us um, as these things do that we can be at disease with ourselves physically we can be at disease with ourselves energetically we can be at disease with ourselves subconsciously as well so you know you can be at ease with yourself with your physical body even if your physical body's not perfect you can still be at ease yeah. with yourself with your physical body but you might not be at ease with your your subconscious self or your your soul um you might not be at ease with your energy because although your your physical body feels okay as okay as it can be at that particular moment in time there's something going on in the energy that's making you feel uncomfortable so it's more it's it can, it can be quite complex when you start to really kind of delve into it but it's just really understanding that what we're looking at is to bring people back into a place of ease with themselves on all possible levels yeah oh it's fascinating it is a fascinating topic it's a it's fascinating it sort of hearing it from your side of things as well with um, what i do when i'm working with clients and looking at um like you say that so just the um so I had a client who was struggling and feeling quite negative, not good enough kind of um, things going on. And they were walking and they were having pains in the leg when we got talking about things, so pains in the knee. And what it was, was, or well, part of it was because they were feeling not good enough and didn't want to be seen, then they were actually holding themselves in. So their posture wasn't natural to the human body's way of posturing so because they were their posture was sort of closed in then the body was adjusting to try and compensate for that so the body was then making these little micro as you go down the spine and down the body was making these little micro adjustments to try and get it all balanced out but it wasn't working i mean they think they were walking it wasn't that they were noticing anything but when we actually released the energy of not good enough they actually started standing up more upright when they were walking which means that that corrected their gait and the knee pain went away and I didn't do anything with the knee I didn't do anything physically it was just going through releasing that belief that they had about themselves so that they actually felt more positive and more hey you know I, I'm okay I can do this I'm you know I'm awesome that that's a, a really good example of of how something emotional and how a belief can affect the physical body really yeah. good example well i remember from my childhood i mean i spent the first i don't know 20 odd years looking at the ground when i walk you know because of the bullying i mean we well this may come out in a future conversation um but because of the bullying i had at school because of the bullying that happened when i went to um when i did my apprenticeship and all those sorts of things through my life then for me it was like well i don't want to be seen because if i'm seeing people bully me and there was just that. So although it may or may not have, have ended up with some of the physical problems I had as a, or have had over the years, but it certainly made me aware of how 
your emotional state can affect how you are physically in terms of how you present to the world, how you present yourself, if you like, um, and therefore how closed down you can be and the problems that it can cause. Because if I'm walking down looking at the ground, potentially I'm putting my neck, um, the, the spinal part of my neck out of position, but constantly, consistently, regularly, and that can then lead to longer term problems. And remember, I have a trapped nerve or a trapped nerve in my neck. It could be that that's a result of a, a physical manifestation of all of those years of me not opening up and being just relaxed and at ease with myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is. It, it's such a fascinating subject when you start to look at um, the body and um, uh, and how it works. Um, perhaps another time we can delve into this on a on a deeper level. Um, I know that um, we're kind of getting towards the end of our our time for today's conversation. It's very easy to run away with ourselves if we're not careful. But hopefully this has given you um, a bit of insight into what disease is um, and um, the fact that that actually when you're diseased with yourself, you need to be going inward. You need to be asking the questions and saying, why is this happening to me? What is it that I need to address? What can I do about this? Yeah, absolutely. And if you want any more further information about it and you want to just reach out and talk to either of us, um, then please do. Uh, The details will be in the show notes under this episode. Well, thank you. Fabulous. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) 